Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello? Laura? Hello, hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? 
I'm doing really good. I was chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was finishing up another call. So I, I'm sorry, I saw that you called, but I couldn't, I couldn't get it, get it in time. So. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. It's totally fine. I just tend to be extra punctual, but it's not. It doesn't have to be that way. So no problem. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I, I'm really good. I'm really good at the starting. The ending is a little harder, but you know that's how it goes. I just, I just like you, so it's always I say linger sometimes. sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, well, know, that's a lovely compliment. It is, isn't it? And Stefan is always like, "Well, you know, the session's over." And I'm like, "Yeah, so what?" <laughs> I hear the same saying, like, I, if I'm engaged in something, I just keep going because I just, if I can, you know, if I don't have a next call, I just sort of keep going with the flow so I can relate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how have you been feeling? How are you doing? Good. I uh, I am uh, definitely feeling pregnant. I'm feeling you know, have some ways of queasiness and, and a little almost nausea and, uh, you know, all the other symptoms like sore boobs and peeing a lot and it's awesome. It's awesome to have all these symptoms. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. How so, you know, so so the likely food actually, I don't know if you know these, but both my dad and my sister are OBGYNs and I checked with you. I said, can, you, can they kill like these early, they're twins? And she's like, well, you know, it is one, it is one pretty pretty clear sign when the the estrogen levels are is it estrogen or which one is it? The hormone, I don't remember which one it is. It's H P G. Yeah, exactly that one. She said, uh if they're really if they're really high, it is a good indicator of twins. Um Yeah, yeah. I know. It's a little scary. And the um my third number is sort of on the high end of the singleton range and the very low end of the twins range. So it's like right in between. It could go either way. Yeah, right. Yeah, good. So, so it's, not, it's not definite one way or the other. No, at this point, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be. Uh, yeah, which is sort of funny. It's sort of interesting. I, uh, ah. Yeah, it's stressful because I, I mean, one of the things that I love about my life is that I, I can travel for work. And if I can't travel for work because of twins, it's going to be a big adjustment. Or I have to find a way, another way of thinking. About it. I don't know. I'm going to have to find another way of thinking about it because it is essential to who I am. Right. Um, well, I don't so. think, you know, it's, it's not impossible at all. I think it's just the difference would be that you need to, you would have to have a companion. Yeah. Which, you know what, if you think about it, even with one child, if you travel for work, you need somebody to be with the baby when you're traveling, when you're working. That's right. I was just thinking if I bring two, it might be harder. I might need two companions. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe not. No, I think that you, you have to find somebody really special that knows how to, you know, how to deal with twins. Uh, yeah. Of, of course, it's ideal, you know, but I, I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. Uh, my sister actually, who had twins, twin boys, um, she had just one one girl that uh, came in, and sometimes she would actually go when they were older, you know. Uh, I think they were maybe a, like a year or so, a little before a year. 
But sometimes she actually was away for a day, even an overnight, and she was with a choice. Oh, wow. Yeah. The one thing that she did that I was like, how could she do that? And now I kind of understand it because she was so, she was, most of the time it was just her with both of them. Uh, when they were about eight months old, she put them in a special daycare that they, you know, because they were already crawling, they could sit on their own, and uh, she felt that she needed, at least it was, I think it was like two or three hours, it wasn't a long thing, you know, but, uh, so she had a little bit of a, a breathing room, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely going to have to do that since I'm single and working. You know, I have to absolutely either have an au pair or daycare or some combination of both because that's that's the reality. But I actually, I really like that idea because, uh, you know, that what they're finding is that children who go in, babies or children who go into daycare, it's really good for them to be with other babies, you know, and children and yeah. so, Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, you know, especially because, uh, you know, and it's just a, a good thing for you and for them. It's, you know, it's good. It's going to. So, yeah, love to think about it. And it's still, it's amazing because it's still very, you know, you have you have a little time to adjust. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so what I, are your I'm, emotions and everything and all, and all these? Yeah, it's like they change my emotions. I they're really moving around a lot. They can sometimes I'm thinking really excited about twins and almost disappointed about a singleton uh, yeah. because twins are so special. And then there are moments when I have just real anxiety about having twins and um, that it will take over my life and I there won't be anything left for me. Um, but it's just irrational. I just cycle around and around, and um, I've looked into selective reduction, and I just don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. So whatever I got, got. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know what? The other thing is that you're such a spiritual person that if this is meant to be and you have, you know, twins, it's because you can handle it. You're going to be fine. Yeah, and I've been thinking along those lines and wondering, you know, maybe twins will create a condition or something about my life that needs to happen. Yeah. You know, like maybe it will force me to do or be a new kind of person that is what is my next spiritual development or something. So um, I've been thinking about that too. Yeah, and as I mentioned to you, there's a whole community of uh, twin parents. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. That, so it's, you're not going to be alone. Even though you think that you're going to be, you know, you're a single parent, you're not going to be alone. There's a lot of communities that you can tap into. Which is great because that's really what my next growth is, is to rely more and more on other people. Yes, absolutely. I'm totally with that. And I have to tell you, Deb, that I, I don't know what you chose to do last Wednesday, but you know, we don't know, if it's, uh, at least I, the way that I see it, there's times where I am just tapping because I'm thrilled and I'm just wanting to, like, really allow every cell in my body to incorporate, you know, these, like, super yummy feelings. So it, tapping is not necessarily, yes, of course, it's tapping away what we don't want, but if you can definitely, like, in, you know, like, incorporate, you know, the really positive aspects as well of life. So, 
Um, yeah, I wasn't aware of that as much. And I think last Wednesday I was just sort of <laughs> totally disoriented and um, just a little out of whack. And I was just um, in the moment and I was so just overwhelmed in the moment that I just sort of basked in it. You know, I just, yeah. it, was, uh, it was kind <laughs> of a, yeah, it was... <laughs> It was wild. <laughs> so when did you do? How did you celebrate? Well, I did a lot of um, joyful crying, you know, just sort oh. of over overwhelmed at the journey um, to this point and uh, feeling intense gratitude and humility and and like the miracle of it and what I've been through, you know, just sort of um, really feeling everything. It's hard to put words on. It's like all that I have been through to to overcome and to, to experience it now, it was just sort of overwhelming, you know, just yeah. like I was just totally overwhelmed with emotion and in a really, really beautiful way. And uh, and shocked and like kind of in disbelief and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, just, yeah it's great it, it's been it's been great and then having to you know go to work and <laughs> be normal and <laughs> uh, <laughs> did, sit did you tell people uh, no not that not that week because it was only like week five or four or something like that and. I have told a few people since then, just the inner circle, and that's been actually incredibly gratifying experience. Right. And, yeah, it's been, it's and it's fun because I continue to tell people over time, and um, it's, it will continue to be, a, you know, a joyful experience. I mean, people break down in tears, and it's really great. <laughs> it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Well, they know how I've struggled, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And where are you at right now? What would you like? What do you need? So what I would really love is to work on uh, opening to receive other people, right? Like uh, receive the help and support of others and receive um, a man. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I met someone actually, which is interesting. I don't know if he was going to happen, but I had a date last Saturday and I'm Ooh. going to have, yeah, I'm going to have a date this Saturday and, uh, someone who actually lives in Boston. It's the first man I've been attracted to in Boston for five years. Wow. How did the day go? Really well. It was really, um, really interesting. He's this <laughs> nerdy guy and uh, and goofy, um, but it went well. It was an interesting date because it was part of us spending time together and part of us in a group. I started hanging out with a group called Europeans in Boston, and 
it was a cool way to do it because part of it was one-on-one -on -one and, you know, getting to know each other, and part of it was getting to know each other through interactions with other people. Which uh, is really cool. It tells you a lot, too. Oh, it does. It really does. Really, really does. And we ended up having this super interesting conversation with one other guy about relationships and all of our – it was just amazing. It was like almost – set up by the gods to have certain kinds of conversations. It was fascinating. <laughs> I couldn't so believe it. Cool. I've never yeah, it was so cool. So it was it was wild. So that was good. Nice. So so you had you had that date and then this Saturday you're having a date with him as well or somebody else? With him as well. And again it's going to be part, you know, time alone and then part with time with this group. Uh, oh. Yeah. That's, huh. So what what are you, what's your, your sense? Have, have, have you been in touch or have you been in touch throughout the week or not really? A little bit. A little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, he's um, different than I thought. He's, he's perfect in some ways. Like he meets all the criteria. Um, except that he's he's this he's not like this super polished business guy. <laughs> okay. He's part academic, so he's got this really goofy kind of uh quirky intellectual style rather than polished business person. And um but he's very sophisticated. I mean he's uh really bright, really international and lives here and loves it here, but, you know, has family all over Europe and grew up part, you know, in De Denmark and Luxembourg and, I mean, he's just, it's perfect. I mean, the being the global person and um, does have one foot in the business or consulting world and one foot in the academic world and mm. so it's really very similar to me because I've done both of those things too. Uh and I say all those things. It's not because well, it's not because I need someone. Those things are important to me because I need someone who is my equal or my yeah. superior, and I need someone whose brain can match or, or exceed mine. And mm -hmm. those qualities, like he he can those things that I just described, means that he he does and can. You see, yes. Yeah. Well, and also one of the huge pieces, uh, and I think in relationships that a lot of people may not consider, but it's, it's really crucial, is really admiring the other person. Yes. And you can do that in a variety of ways, right? But uh, it, it doesn't have to be that they have to be, you admire them in everything, because, you know, they're going to, but just there's certain things that really you find fascinating that is really you can learn from it. You have fabulous conversations. But it really is something that feeds you. It's so true. It's so true. If I don't deeply admire and respect the person on that level, it would be hard for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is, this is someone that in a lot of ways is your equal, but at the same time has certain components that uh, he has lived in places that you didn't live in and that has, you know, he has, uh, you know, so it's, it's absolutely. I think that's crucial. I mean, I wanted someone that was that knew about psychology, that was interested, that I could, that I could talk with, because 
that's such an important part of my life that if I can, you know, that's something that I enjoy tremendously. Um, so I would find these, you know, fabulous guys, but they were more in, actually in the business world or they had their own company or whatever, but it was like a, you know, a small business. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I couldn't connect with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like it's certain aspects that, that are hugely important. And yeah, they're part because they turn out to be part of your daily life, you know? Totally. And and the thing I'm passionate about, you know, the stuff I'm in both of us or the two people, whatever you're passionate about is, you know, fuels the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. So, so. Yeah. Learning to let this one or the right one, there's a psychiatrist in Maine who's contacted me recently on a dating site, which is really interesting. And just being open to receive the right partner, even though I'm, you know, six or five weeks pregnant. (laughs) Like just whenever the right moment, you know. And also, because I just got rid of like six people, six friends in my life, you know, I need to create a new network of people. Um, Yeah. And learning how to begin to pick or attract people who are reciprocal, who know how to give and receive as opposed to just receive from me. Yeah. And I see these as related, the right man in my life and the right social community. Of course. And this is a very crucial moment. And, you know, and being pregnant and you're, you're at the verge of, you're crossing a huge bridge and you want people that are going to accompany you and so you can actually be there for each other. It's a whole new paradigm in your life. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's start tapping and see what comes up. What may interfere with you being open, okay? What concerns yeah. might come up or what? Um, huh, take a wonderful breath as you start tapping on your parietal chakra. Yeah. And one more, just coming into this moment. Just into your body. Hmm. Even though I am completely committed to creating a new community and a new level of support in my life. Even though I'm completely committed to creating a new community and a completely new level of support in my life. I want to honor and look at the part of me that may be scared. I want to honor and look at the part of me that may be scared. Because opening up to that level of intimacy could be risky. Because because opening up to that level of intimacy could be risky. Even though there is a reality. Even though there is a reality that states that now I'm in a position where I really need support. That states that now I'm in a position that really needs to what? Support. That I need support, to yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really I, need, I really do need support now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I recognize that that makes me feel, feel vulnerable. And let me... Pause here because yeah. I also I want to add the twins thing because my anxiety about the twins. Let's put put that in here too. Of course, it, yes, bring, yeah. bring it in. 
So you use yeah. it because I think you have a clearer picture exactly what the source of the anxiety is. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, because I don't want to feel anxiety about that. But it, it does I, it does make me very vulnerable to rely on other people because other people have, relying on other people has been so dangerous in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And with twins, it, it, it it's exponentiated. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But just in the financial point, I honor all of my fears. I honor all of my fears. And I really understand this young part of me. And I really understand this young part of me. That couldn't trust that others would be there for her. That couldn't trust that others would be there for her. She was the one that had to be strong. She was the one who had to be strong. Even though this is a point in my life. Even though this is a point in my life. Where I'm really opening up to receive. I'm really opening up to receive. I really open my heart to this young part of me. I really open my heart to the young part of me. That is scared. That is scared. Yeah, talking to the point. There's a young part of me that had never received the level of support she wanted. Yeah. There's a young part of me that never received the support that she wanted. She had to be the strong one. She had to be the strong one. She had to be the one to be there for others. She had to be the one to be there for others. And in the few occasions that she actually wanted to rely on someone, and in the few occasions when she actually wanted to rely on someone, she was let down. She was let down. It did not work. And it did not work. But there's a part of me that has made a vow not to trust. Yeah. So there's a part of me that has made a vow not to trust and not to rely on others. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do it all on my own. I have to do it all on my own. And there's been so many occasions in my life. And there have been so many occasions in my life that actually strengthen these beliefs. That actually strengthen these beliefs. That when I give, I'm actually safe. So that when I give, I'm actually safe. I'm in control. I'm in control. And I am not relying on anyone. And I am not relying on anyone. Do you see that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. A deep breath. (sighs) It truly has not been safe to ask for support. It truly has not been safe to ask for support. But my life is changing now. And my life is changing now. The truth is... Now I stand in my life in a different way. The truth is that now I stand in my life in a different way. I now, I'm, I am now open to receive. I am now open to receive. And the truth is, I am not alone. And the truth is, I'm not alone. Literally, I'm not alone. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Literally, I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not. I and I'm very aware that I'm not going to be able to do it alone anymore. And now I have to totally face into the fact that I am absolutely not going to be able to do it alone anymore. <laughs> right. And I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm really aware and conscious that I need love and support. And really aware and conscious that I need love and support. And Laura, that is the source of my anxiety around twins, knowing that I can't do it alone. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Take a breath. Yeah. I can trust. I have learned to trust in myself. I have learned to trust in myself. Trust in my strength. Trust in my strength. But also trust in my vulnerability. But also trust in my vulnerability. And I have been having a new experience recently. And I've been having a new experience recently. When I actually ask. When I actually ask. And I receive. And I receive. So take a deep breath and I want you to start tapping in your heart chakra. And I want you to really remember instances. One of the ones that you mentioned was when the when this procedure happened, how supported and really loved in a in a really sweet way you were by the whole team. The nurses and the doctor, remember? Uh, yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is like you invited this new energy into your life. And I want you to think of other other moments where people showed up for you, the reaction that people have. Yeah, go ahead. My brother also showed up, really. He was really there for me um, yeah. on that. But he had a, an angry explosion at one point. We had a big fight, which wasn't helpful. It wasn't supportive. But, mm. you know, um, it, you know, 75% of it was great, you know. It was great. He yeah. did the best he could, and he really, like, he, he drove down there. He and Cleo stayed over. It was great. Yeah. And was the argument something that you were able to stand up for yourself, or was it was it an okay, or was it really bad? The argument, I, I definitely stood up for myself, and um, and then I started crying in the middle of it, and I said, I have to take a break. I don't, you know, this is not going to be productive, and I don't want to talk it like I don't want to be in this spot right now. And, and he allowed me to take a pause. And then we worked through it. And it worked out like I had better understanding afterwards. And it, but he has, he has a temper. He's angry. He, um, he has a lot of issues. So he, he showed up to the best of his ability. And it was, it was mostly good. Yeah. Yeah. But not, how, like, how wonderful! Like, but that, even that, even that, because if you think about it for a second, even that is incredibly powerful. I mean, you were, you know, tough situations are going to happen, challenges are going to come up. That's part of life, right? But to yeah. be able to say, you know what, I need a break. This is too much. I need a break. I need to take care of myself, and to be able to be to honor that 
But he honored that. Some other person may have said, what are you talking about? And continue. He honored that. He respected you. And then you were able to resolve it. So it wasn't That's all time, true. But yep. That's true. It was excellent. If you think yep. about it, sometimes when we argue, it seems like, like it's, oh, God, you know, that's too bad. Everything was so well. But, you know, the reality is like uh, having an argument and coming out of it on the other side is really a powerful thing to be able to do. It's true. It's very intimate. It's incredibly intimate. It's something that you're going to do with your partner. It's something you're going to do with your children. and something that you're going to do with any intimate person in your life. And it's very good to know how to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not fun, but sometimes Stefan would say, okay, I've had enough. I'm going to another room. I'll be back. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so huge. I mean, there's a kind of stuff. It's just, you know, it's like every, any, any intimate connection is going to have this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So come back to, like, that feeling, just really feeling the support, allowing you and your inner soul, you know, child to just look that, to really experience the wonderful new beginning of people being there for her. Yeah. Taking notes. Take a breath and just notice where you are. Where is your anxiety? What is what's happening? I feel really good. I feel really ready to deepen to deepen myself in this learning. You know, yeah, yeah, and the intimacy and to to really begin to get to wade in deeper than I am, you know? Yes, absolutely. So I want you to close your eyes. And as you can, you know, tap through the points or tap in your heart chakra, whatever would feel better. Just close your eyes and allow your mind to paint you the picture of you on one side of this bridge. You're about to step onto this bridge. It's a little bit hard to understand your words. Okay. How is it now? Is it better? That's much better, yeah. Okay. So my, Can you yeah. say that thing I needed to imagine again? Of course. Of course. <laughs> so close your <laughs> eyes. And, <laughs> like, what is it that I need to do? <laughs> yeah, makes a lot of sense. So um, I want you to picture yourself or imagine that you're about to cross a bridge. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what is it that you see? What kind of bridge is it? Hmm. It's uh, it's sort of like a bridge I may have seen in Vietnam. That is this very beautiful Asian design, cut in stone, and very very ancient. And oh. it's got green moss growing on it, but beautiful designs, like in in the. Uh, the little, the short walls on the side of the bridge and going over a river. Okay. And notice that as you approach 
there's actually quite a few people on the other side. And there's somebody very special. There's one man that is really a stands out from the crowd and is really waiting for you. Mm-hmm. He's just so thrilled that you're, you know, that you're there and that you're ready to just walk across. And just allow yourself to see if you're okay with inviting him to actually meet you halfway. Or do you On the bridge? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. See what feels right. If you want him to join you and meet you halfway, or would you rather walk to him? It's up to you. It's really interesting. The first image is that he would, like, there's this big, beautiful field, and it's sun drenched and all these people and then there's that special man and he's sort of standing over there giving me room to come into the field and and sort of not crowding me sort sort of like giving me the space I need but the idea of him coming up and meeting me is really interesting I let's try that let me try that okay okay Yeah, I like it. Yep. Good. Yeah. It makes me feel a little shy. <laughs> Good. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful because that's, yeah, I wanted to test how ready you are to really let him also approach you, right? Because, of course, that's going to make you feel more vulnerable. Yeah. I like right? it. If you, yeah. Allow him to just come, right? And as you walk to the middle of the bridge, he does the same. And there are all these beautiful people that are waiting for both of you now. When you're ready, but you're meeting him first in the middle of this bridge. Take your time and tell me what happens when you do. Well, he takes my hand and he he sort of uh he walks with me slash guides me across the bridge. It's almost mm. like a uh but without crowding me, you know, he's he's very yeah. Yeah. gentle, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that feel? Good. It feels really good. Yeah. I feel protected. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we can allow yourself to just walk with him and be guided, be protected, and be gently embraced, right, in this new experience. That it's okay. You can almost, like, let your shoulders down a little bit and exhale and just be like, wow, right? Is there somebody else holding on? It's not all on you. Yeah. Right? He's not going to do it for you and he's not going to crowd you, but he's going to be there. 
in a very solid, compatible way. Yeah. Hmm. So take a deep breath and just notice as you're seeing these experiences develop and happen. Do almost like a scanning of the of the image and yourself. Is there any part of you, or that's better put, just notice, notice what is present. You know what comes up? There's a little bit of shame. Mm. Okay. Sort of, yeah, shame around. Uh, I'm not sure. It's like... That's okay. We don't have to. We don't have to figure out what the source is. It's okay. Okay. So, so start tapping through the points. That says there's a little bit of shame connected with this. Mm, yeah. And just where where is it located in your body? Where do you notice it? Um. I think it's in my throat. Okay. Okay. So there's, yeah, there's this little shame in my throat because there's something that I would like to share, but it's a little too vulnerable. Hmm. There's a little shame in my throat because there's something I'd like to share, but it's a little too vulnerable. I don't know how it would be received. I don't know how it would be received. And I'm concerned about it. And then I'm concerned about it. Take a breath. Ah, let it go. And just gen- gently touch your throat. And if you were if you were to give voice to whatever is present there, just take your time. What do you think is actually what would the this sensation like to say? I think it would say that I don't feel worthy of being loved like this. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's go to the gratitude point for a moment. Even though there's a part of me that doesn't feel worthy to be loved like this. Even though there's a part of me that doesn't feel worthy to be loved like this. After all, she hasn't had that much experience. After all, she hasn't had that much experience. So it's no wonder that, also it makes a lot of sense that she maybe she feels that it's too much. So it makes a lot of sense that maybe she feels that it's too much. There's also a part of her that is craving it and welcoming it. There's also a part of her that is craving it and welcoming it. Take a breath and let it go. Oh, tapping through the point, there's a little shame about wanting to be loved in this way. There's a little shame about wanting to be loved in this way. And questioning if I deserve it. Questioning if I deserve it. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, it's like part of the reason I'm such an achievement-aholic is that that's, I feel like I have to earn it or demonstrate my deserving mm. for it. Right. 
as opposed to just my being being worthy and deserving of it. Yeah. My inner self that does nothing, that just is. Right. I mean, I remember when um, my second mother, Aunt Evelyn, was dying, and she was like, there was nothing, she, she was just lying there, doing nothing, doing nothing for me, doing nothing that helped, you know, she wasn't doing anything to earn my love, yet I still had this total spontaneous, involuntary love for her, even though she was doing nothing to earn it, you see. Yeah. And that's, that's the kind of love I don't feel, I don't get. Have you ever, ever experienced it? Even if it was briefly? I think so, Yeah. I do. I think I have been. I think my mother loved me unconditionally. Yeah. I think um, I think some of the men I've loved um, or who have loved me also did. You know, yeah, I think I have. I think I have. But it wouldn't, yeah, but it's, yeah, for some reason it's still here. Yeah, oh, but it it does make sense because you have, in general, you have attached love. You, the, the love that most of us experience, honestly, is conditional. It's like you're either, you have to achieve something, you have to do something, <laughs> you have to be a certain way and not a different, you know, another way. Since we're grown up, love is so conditional that the idea of just being loved for being who you are is, is pretty foreign. Exactly. On that yeah. inner, inner, deep, inner being level. Yep. Yeah. 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 So there's a part of me that really doesn't quite get the possibility of being loved just for being who I am. There's definitely a part of me that really doesn't get or believe that I can be loved just for being who I am. And there's a deeper part of me my, in my heart and soul. And there's a deeper part of me in my heart and soul that really knows. It really knows that love has nothing to do with doing. That love has nothing to do with doing. <clears throat> I'm going to love my children or my child. I'm going to love <laughs> my children or my child. And they have to do nothing at all. Yeah, and they have to do nothing at all. True love really is not connected with anything, with any activity. True love is really not connected to any activity. (sighs) Sorry, I need a little water. I got a pickle in my throat. I wonder if I'm not believing these on myself. Yeah, it's interesting. You're over identifying with my throat. That's definitely something coming up for me, like a little tickly thing. Interesting. Yeah. No, but because I think that it resonates. It it really resonates because I do believe that true love, I mean, the truest kind of love, it's really, it has nothing to do with doing or pretending or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, True, true love that I that I experience. Like, so think about someone that you love. 
It can be anyone, someone in your past or in your present, or how, the way that you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And is your love based on who they are, who they're in their heart and soul, or does it have to do with what they do? It definitely has to do with their being and their heart and their soul and their nature, their inner nature. Yeah. So is there a hairdresser or an executive Do you care? Right, no, not at all. Right. So it's actually in our heart and soul we know what love is about, what you know, what true love is about and true intimacy. And yeah, there's a there's a child in you that has grown up with so many conditions and yeah. so many expectations that for her feeling being, you know, receiving this love from this man and these people that are waiting for her across the bridge is it's pretty foreign. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it, it, it's also, uh, it's just, con- it's, it's like a habit, you know. It's like there's a part of you that has loved yourself in a conditional way. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. As long as... Now, now you're pregnant. Okay, now you're more lovable than when you were failing. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it That's true? Good. I mean, there were moments that you were really frustrated with yourself and sometimes yep. being outright mean with yourself. Yes. Yep. That's right. Abusive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So ah, take a breath as you continue tapping to the point. Ah. The truth is, I am crossing this bridge. The truth is, I am crossing this bridge. And and by crossing this bridge, I'm opening a new chapter in my life. And by crossing this bridge, I'm opening a new chapter in my life. Where I'm opening to new experiences. Where I'm opening to new experiences. And where I open my heart and soul to be supported and loved. Where I open my heart and soul to be supported and loved. Because this is what I'm planning to do for others. Because this is what I'm planning to do for others. This is what I'm already doing for others. Oh, this is what I'm already doing for others. Yeah. It's true. It's totally true. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, and what I have been learning to do for myself or with myself. Yeah, yeah. And what I have been learning to do for myself. Take a deep breath. Just really come back to this beautiful image of you with this man that is holding your hand and just are you ready to walk the rest of the the little path of the bridge or do you want to just hang out with him for a bit in the middle? We're sort of at the other end of the bridge and we're standing there and about to enter the, you know, step off the bridge and into the field. Okay. Take a breath, and how does it feel to be there, to take all of it in? It feels incredible. Yeah. And how is your heart and your, you know, just your 
your trust level, how is that, how open is your heart to really be present, fully present. Um, I think my heart is really, really ready and a little cautious, like just a little slow, <laughs> you know, just a little cautious. Yeah. But not close, you know, but cautious. Of course. Well, you know, let's really remember that the reality is that there's been a lot of moments where, you know, your heart has hurt. Yeah. And what can, what can you tell? So is this part, you know, this part of you that is, that, you know, that is represented by your heart right now, what could you tell? What could you say to this heart to let her know? Because I think it's so important. There's something that you know that she may forget sometimes. And is that, yes, it is true. She was hurt. And yet... It's really amazing how she's, lately in her life, she's been asking for things, and she's been given, she's been receiving. And the times where she didn't receive right away, she was okay. Right, and even when she gets hurt, it's she's okay, you know. It's not like she has to give up all of her inner strength. It's It's more that... She's just, hmm, it's more like, it's just letting down the guard and letting down the walls and relaxing into a new way of interacting with people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's a little risky. It's okay. Right? It is a little risky. There's going to be times that she's going to ask for things, that you're going to ask for things, that are not going to come right away. And is that okay? It's fine, yeah. Right? I mean, there may be times, I mean, in, in, any, in any respect, there's going to be times that, um, you know, <clears throat> let's say that you have, you have your nanny with you, your au pair, and you say, you know, um, I would love to have a, would you heat up some soup for me? And she might say, you know what, I need to go to the bathroom first. Or, you know, one of the babies is crying, I want to attend to him first. Whatever it might be, right? So it may not be that every time you ask for something, that is incredibly simple. But I'm just saying in general, right, that you may be given what you want right away. Right. Because one of the things that I noticed is that um, when we grow up, and I have these big times, when we grow up, well, we actually, we really decide that people are not reliable, period. So we're not going to ask because we're not going to be given. What's the point, right? Then when we dare ask and we take the risk and we're not given, there's a part of that says, oh, watch out. You know, I told you. This is what, you, know what, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that hypervigilant part gets really scared and it goes ding, 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 ding. <laughs> not good to us. And then it's like, wait, wait a minute, you know, wait a minute. This is, this is not what happened then. 
Do you see that that there's a there's a this is gonna be the new the new stretching point is like realizing that you are asking and you're gonna be asking and you have been asking in a, in a big way, right? For to to be a mom, to have a partner, and it's coming. And it's it's working out with the stretching and you had to do a lot of stretching with being continuing to ask even when it wasn't happening when you wanted it to happen. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? It caused me to stop asking and it caused me to stop even having a relationship with my the part of myself that had needs. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it actually t- turned it into a way where it was much more easy to give, right? And to actually with, be with people that wouldn't that wouldn't actually give back because in that sense it's like, well, you know, you know how to deal with those people. I do, and I always get a more positive experience with their reaction to me giving than their reaction to me asking. Of course. Of course. Yeah, that's what it is. So so what happens is that reinforces that old pattern and then it's like, okay, so how is it going to be in this time where now it's like, you know, I'm creating a new experience for myself. Right. I'm entering a new field in my life, a new, a whole new connection, level of connection and intimacy where it's going to be a give and take. It's going to be a sharing of resources and brilliance and support and love. This is about us. It's about creating your new tribe with different different needs, different expectations, different rules. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So watch out because he's coming. <laughs> Excellent. Great. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. fabulous that you were open to getting him... Uh, for him to come on the bridge. And I want to tell you why, because that is a symbol of you feeling like it's okay for you not to do all the work. You don't have to cross a whole bridge alone. Oh, yeah. You know, so he can come halfway. Be, you know, so it's respectful of your timing to come to the bridge and do your piece, but he's willing to do his piece. And that's why that psychiatrist contacted you from Maine and these guys that you're having another date with is like, yeah, they're they're also walking their little bit to join you. Yeah, and they are such great, um, if they're the one, great. If they're not the one, they're, they're a signpost that the one is coming because they're so fabulous, you know? Yes. Good. Yeah. That's really fabulous. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so great, though. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, I, yeah. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Keep me posted. You can send me a quick a quick email. I love receiving those. Okay. Uh, yeah. And um, and also, um, I, I'm going to start working with Jim. Um, Great. Good. Yeah. So we'll see. He, he actually said he's, he's in Colorado. He's available for a half hour. So we'll see. We'll do some exploration today. Um, is he like a big executive or something like that, that he's not that available? or He is, but I wouldn't buy any of that availability bullshit because the it, it is true. They have really busy lives, but they have to prioritize this. Yes. 
So, yeah. um, but maybe half an hour is kind of all we can take in the beginning, but definitely a senior executive traveling a lot, lots of demands. Um, he's a little disorganized, but, okay. um, but he's, when he opens himself, he's incredibly receptive. He's, um, mm. you, if he, it, when he does that, you'll love working with him. Awesome. Good, good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. I wanted to mention it and see. You know, but I have no idea his situation, so we'll get going then. Great. I also I also want to mention that just very briefly that I raised my my fees, so he's paying my new fee. You can stay where you're at, which is totally fine. But I just wanted to let you know that if he okay or not okay, excellent. Then, okay, then you huge hug. I so look forward to seeing you sometime soon. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> cool. Okay.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.